Hello, everyone, and welcome to Knights of the Pageless Library. We are a little podcast dedicated to reviewing audiobooks. I am Bo Knight, and I am joined, as always, by my brother, Ryan Knight. And today, we are taking a look at Empire of Imagination, Gary Gygax and the Birth of Dungeons and Dragons, written by Michael Whitwer and narrated by Sam Whitwer, which I think they might be brothers, which is kind of cool, another brother team. Yeah, I'm going to assume so. We could be completely off base on that, but I'm going to assume so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally off. <laughs> um, yeah, so this book is a um, kind of a biography about Gary Gygax and how he created Dungeons and Dragons. So this one's a little more on the serious side of things because it is kind of a, it's it's not fictional, basically. This is based in reality, which is not normally something we do. So this might be a little different for us. Um, let us know what you guys think about that. Please feel free to email us kotpl.pod at gmail.com is the easiest way to get a hold of us. So let us know what you guys think about this. Is it, if this is something you like, something you don't like, just let us know. Yeah, and if you have like cool D and D stories, I'm I'm down to listen. Oh yeah, for sure. Let us know those. Um, so this book is not super new. This came out in 2015. Um, so it's not brand new but still pretty relevant um at least D fifth edition was out when this came out so uh which is the current edition that is still being played so mm-hmm. that that is at least good that we caught it before you know it went went beyond that um this is the only book that michael whitwer has written um and sam whitwer has narrated this and it looks like he's been part of one other book on audible so this is kind of these guys's thing right here yeah um so this is kind of unfair but what did you think about sam whitwer's performance in this i think he does okay i, I there's not like really a lot of personality to bring to this exactly so that's, yeah that's yeah. why i think it's kind of unfair yeah, um, I, I think he does. He does a good job. I thought he. I thought he did fine. Um, I'd be interested actually to see him do a normal like fantasy novel or something like that, where he could actually do characters. I would be very interested to see him do a performance like that. Um, yeah, I don't think he like takes away from the story or anything by any means. No. Um, I mean, he's really just stating facts. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this book comes in right at eight hours, um, which is, I'm not too familiar with like biographies and stuff like that, but seemed kind of long to me. Yeah, there was, especially like the ending bit. Yeah. Where they kind of talk about his legacy, didn't really feel like it needed to be there and kind of felt like some fluff. Sure. Um, yeah, and again, so we listened to this one from Audible, and it looks like you can only get this through Audible. Um, so again, if you you know stumble across this one on YouTube or something like that, just some random person reading it, your mileage is probably going to vary. Uh, you could pick this up for free with your premium plus membership to Audible, uh, or you could purchase this outright for nineteen ninety five. Uh, spoiler warning: Do not do that. okay well i'm just saying that's that's a lot for any book let alone a freaking eight hour biography book yeah um 
Okay. So what did you think? Was this one easy to listen to? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just really like stating events. Yeah, it's very straightforward. Again, it is kind of a biography of Gary Gygax's life, almost from start to finish. And then um, his creative process in creating Dungeons and Dragons as it even up to where it's at today. Right. Um, But yeah, and I would say this one's pretty easy to listen to just because I do think that Sam Whitworth does a good job reading it. However, this, (laughs) without getting too much into spoilers, this, like, if you are a huge fan of D&D, this is not necessarily going to give you a lot of D&D, if that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) I felt like I was tricked. Sure. This is a lot more of like a business book than it is like a how is it how like how was Gary Gygax's creative process? Right. And exactly. there, I, I was kind of expecting a lot more insights up to yep. like how he came to the ideas that he has, and there that's not really here. It's a lot more about like who he married, what he was doing, like what he spent his his like off time just playing board games it's like that's kind of what it's about yeah and like his Um, shortcomings as like a business manager sure um i mean is there is there any point to going through a spoiler wall for this one i mean we're not really going to cover this beat by beat so let's just uh what's what's your recommendation on this one see that's really tough because i was really (laughs) excited to listen to this one and then, like as it kept going, I was like, "This is boring, yeah, and I not agree. very interesting, and honestly, not even really that much about Gary Gygax. It's, it's a lot more about like TSR and like yep. what, and like the what the business was trying to do, and like all the silly stuff that they did to just like get by, and yeah." <sighs> I I was really expecting to be like, "Oh man, I'm gonna be a better dungeon master after listening to this." And you won't, you just won't. No. It's not, you might learn a little bit more about business, but and, that's and, really it. Like, uh, yeah. I didn't hate it, but I didn't really find it all that enriching either. Right. I'll just say that if, if you came here for D and D keep looking this, you yeah. are not <laughs> going to find looking. more D and D. That's the perfect way to put it. <laughs> Just keep looking, dude. It's not here. This is the wrong rock to flip over. <laughs> and and that's unfortunate because I, I picked this one for us. To well, you to. mentioned it to me. You're like, it's the biography of Gary Gygax. And I was like, I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah. And yeah. And that's that was coming here as being a huge fan of D&D, expecting, like you said, to get more D&D. And it, it's not here. Okay, no. it's not at all. Um, so with that, I think we'll go past the spoiler wall just from there, but we're not going to talk beat by beat about this. Um, I just don't think there's nearly as much to say about it. Um, no, for that, not really. So, but if this is something you're interested in, it, again, for D&D purposes, move on. Just just don't even waste your time. Okay. Yeah, there's not a lot of D&D here. No. Um, yeah so passing the spoiler wall um what the only thing i really learned from this book is it sounds like a fucking nightmare to start a business it does <laughs> sound like a nightmare to start a business <laughs> and to not get stabbed in the back by other people 
And it sounds like creating a creative business is like next to impossible because like if one person wants to go one way and you have another idea, you're like immediately at an impasse. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, I also, <clears throat> because this kind of talks about Gary's process from the beginning of his life. I mean, this literally starts from like when he is a young kid and growing up. Um, honestly, though, by the end of this, it's a little bit unfair. Like, obviously, I love D&D. I love playing D&D. I like the stories. I like the writing. I, I love all that stuff. But to fully credit Gary Gygax as like giving birth to D&D as a concept, after listening to this, that's almost unfair, actually. It is really unfair because the, like okay, he was yeah. working with so many people. Yeah. Not only was he working with a lot of people, but his interest in starting a game came from other games he was already playing. Yeah. So... I mean, he literally just took all these other systems that were already there and already in place and him and multiple other guys put a lot of twists on it to get us to where yeah. we are. Not even today, because like fourth edition, fifth edition, he had nothing to do with. Yeah. He only created uh, first edition and AD&D and second edition, I believe. Mm -hmm. Everything past that, 3, 3.5, 4, and 5, were not... He had no part in those. Mm -hmm. And I just... I was having a hard time listening to it, and they're, like, giving him all this credit, but at the same time, they're throwing out all these other names for people yeah. who are involved. And so I'm like, instead of it being a biography about Gary Gygax, which that's fine, but there, I would hope, and I'm sure there is, another book out there that more focuses on D and D as a whole, instead of, you know, Gary Gygax, who, I mean, I guess he could get the credit, but there's a lot of other people could technically get the credit too, in my opinion. Yeah. I definitely think, yeah, he didn't like give birth to D and D. It was like, no. a, it was a collaborative effort. Yeah. And a collaborative to the point where people he thought were his friends were coming after him saying hey you owe me money because yeah. i came up with that so yeah plus we get they kind of glossed over the stuff but it also sounds like he had some serious family issues because mm -hmm. in the very beginning uh with his one-year-old and his wife extremely pregnant he was spending four to five nights a week at other dudes houses playing games overnight at yeah. those guys houses like that, that's kind of a big deal. It is a um, big deal. When he did finally make a bunch of money, he went and literally blew it on fucking cars and houses and drugs. Yeah, <laughs> like okay, like, like a rock star. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they kind of gloss over those points though, too. But it's like, well, it they, seems like they wanted to paint a picture that like the business was stolen from him when really what he did was squander it. Yeah, that exactly. That's all I was kind of getting out of it too. Is I'm like, it sounds like he just didn't make that great of choices. Yeah, it just he just like kept doing dumb shit. See, and that's what's unfortunate too. Is I'd be curious to see where, obviously we'll never know, but where D and D would have been if 
uh, Gary and just the one original partner he was going to have, the guy who dies like shortly mm-hmm. after they start the company. I'd be curious to see where it would be today if the two of them could have started the business without what's his face, Brian, the guy who they had to have buy in to help fund it because they didn't yeah. have enough money. But that guy turned out to be a huge asshole. Him and his fucking brother. Yeah. <laughs> like his brother was just like buying all millions of dollars worth of shit. And Gary, who was supposed to be the CEO, didn't even know what was happening. Like, yeah, I know. They talk about they spent like a million dollar on furniture in the 80s. Yeah. Like, and holy it, shit. And 90% of it wasn't being used. It was just yeah, in random like, places. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, dude, how did you not see this stuff happening right under your nose? I don't know. I guess, like, maybe willful ignorance. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just, uh, I, this got, it got really boring really fast. I will say that. Um, yeah. Because it was a lot about, like, oh, who's going to do this with the shares? And then I'm going to buy the shares. And then these people borrowed the shares, but this yeah. person bought them. And I was like, dude, oh my God, I don't even know what any of this means. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's a lot of like business mumbo jumbo. Yeah. And to me, it's like business word salad because I didn't it understand is. 90% of it. So, I mean, I, but, I understood pretty much all of it, but it's just, I don't know. It just wasn't very interesting. It's like I came here for the D&D and I got tricked into a business lesson. Right. Yeah, and I think that's why I was most disappointed is it is it it is more about, like you said, the business and how he screwed it up versus that's what I thought I was going to get, his creative process. The only thing that we really got insight about is why they switched from a D6 to a D20 because it gives you a more, quote unquote, realistic 20% chance to get a number versus yeah. a, a D6. So. I thought they were going to dive into that. Like, Hey, this is why we do this. This is why the pluses work this way. Mm-hmm. None of it. You don't get no, none of it. <laughs> they don't talk about systems at all. No. And that's kind of what I came here. That's what forward. I was expecting. Yeah. And I so, was duped. Yeah. <laughs> they had, they rolled a really good charisma check. Against yeah, dude. Us. They freaking, they're, <laughs> our, yeah, they're our just, their deception was roll was like a natural 20. <laughs> I rolled a natural yeah. one. They're like, yeah, you believe every word this guy's saying. Yeah. This guy seems extremely trustworthy. Oh, uh, yeah. I just, it, it's just unfortunate. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I listened to it, but I definitely wouldn't recommend other people who are a fan of D and D. This is definitely not something you have to listen to, to play D and D. So absolutely not. No, <laughs> And don't feel like you're missing something if you haven't listened to it or you yeah. don't want to buy it. I'm telling you right now, you're not. So, but yeah, I, I don't really have a whole lot else to say about this one unless you do. No, I'm done beating this imaginary horse. <laughs> Natty 20 on this imaginary horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you break its neck and it makes a horrible sound and drops to the ground. Um, yeah, with that... Um, it, again, if anybody has any cool D and D stuff to email us, please feel free. Like we would love to hear D and D stuff where he oh, was about that. I would definitely um, would. But um, yeah. Uh, again, I just don't. I wouldn't recommend this even to huge fans of D and D. Actually, I especially wouldn't recommend this to huge fans of D and D. Yeah, I guess <laughs> they'll be the like ones a, let down the most. If you like business, maybe check this out. Yeah, maybe it'll show you what not to do. Yeah, with the business. Mm-hmm. 
because they both Gary and then the people who stole the business from him just simply squandered it. Yeah, and then Wizards of the Coast came in and saved the day. Yeah. That was also something, though, towards the end that I was like, man, this is just crazy because it talks about all these other small companies that were just getting vacuumed up by these big companies, just hoovered up like Schneef. And it it, it's just crazy because this was seven, you know, seven plus years ago. So it's even worse. And now those those companies you thought were big are just getting vacuumed up by even bigger companies. Mm -hmm. So seems that's a tough seems that way. (laughs) Perfect answer to most things. Yeah, seems that way. (laughs) But yeah, uh, yeah, we'll stop beating this poor dead horse. Um, what are we doing next time, Bo? I think we haven't decided yet. Let me no. just take a quick look. We haven't picked a book yet. So you want to do that right now on the spot? Can I put you on the spot like that? <laughs> I mean, I, I know what I'm listening to right now, but it's a big ask. It's 22 hours. Holy crap. Is it really? Yeah, I mean... Do you wanna raise that's one okay. eyebrow? I say I got a lot of uh, <clears throat> I got a lot of driving to do. So okay, so the next book me. we are gonna look at is the Metro Twenty Thirty Three. It is the book that the Metro games are based on. Yeah, that's that's right up our uh, our alley because we're trying mm-hmm. to kind of blend these things. You know, anime, video games, audiobooks. We we kind of like to bridge the gaps between some of this stuff. So, mm-hmm. and if you hate that idea, please feel free to email it to me. <laughs> yeah. And we'll have a conversation about it. Hey, listen up, dum dums. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think with that, thank you everybody for listening and we hope to see you next time.